We've all heard that there's no I in team. It's an idea designed to combat selfishness in team sports. But I would argue that you can't spell team without I. And today we'll talk about the two forms of I that must be present for teams in sports or business to succeed. This is the Heart Body Business Podcast. Inspiration, tips, and tools for entrepreneurs seeking a more fulfilling type of success. One that stems from exploring and expressing their true passion and purpose and finding healthy ways to do so. All coupled with insights and action items to get a business moving in the right direction. I'm Steve, your host, and I invite you to learn more at heartbodybusiness.com. Just like families, towns, and countries, every team is made up of individuals. Whether in business or in sports, we cannot maximize the success of a team without doing our best to help the individuals reach their potential. Saying there's no I in team emphasizes that we cannot put our individual success above the success of the team. We win or lose together, not separately. The person looking out for his own win at the cost of the team is poison and needs to be given the opportunity for change if reasonable. And if that change won't happen, then his actions have already volunteered that he is not part of the team and needs to be let go. In this case, it is not the team firing someone. The team is just formalizing what the individual already decided. But if someone is trying to work in the best interests of the team, we want to maximize the I in them. And we need to remember that the I is composed of three parts, body, mind, and heart, or what some might call spirit. Since this is a podcast for entrepreneurs, let's talk about what that looks like in business. First, we want our team members healthy in body because the body is what executes anything they need to get done. To the degree we can, we should encourage healthy lifestyles. If we offer snacks, do we offer healthy ones? Do we give people the opportunity to move around, get some sunshine, have adequate time off for rest, including evening and weekend boundaries, and so on? And since the body consciousness is associated with survival, are we making sure their most basic needs are met Or are they struggling with rent and groceries, causing stress and poor workplace performance? This isn't to say it's our job to control how they spend their money, and maybe they've made poor decisions that whittle away even a good salary. But if we're not even aware that someone is struggling with survival issues, we won't realize the impact on our teams and we'll have no opportunity to look at solutions with them. So knowing our team members as people as individuals, and knowing what's going well and not well for them, even outside the business, to me, this is part of being a team and looking out for one another. Second, we want our team members healthy in mind. Are we asking them to exercise their minds by contributing their ideas, honoring them, and acting on them where they fit in with company goals? Do we support growth of the mind through learning opportunities? Do we set any funds aside for attending seminars or even just set time aside for people to attend webinars? 
Do we have any sort of book fund or other support for mental stimulation? What about mental health opportunities, whether this is counseling or even some sort of vacation matching fund to help people make the most of their time off? And since the mind consciousness is associated with ego, are we recognizing people's successes, supporting them through failures or missed goals by showing appreciation for them and asking what skills or resources they need to catch up? Are we letting them be competitive and become victors when their victories align with the company and help to lift others as well? Are we helping them to become confident in themselves so they can become leaders for others? And third, we want our team members healthy in heart or spirit. This means supporting their own efforts to find and live their purpose. Maybe this is something they do outside of work, which is fine if it helps energize them around work as well. But even better if we can integrate their purpose into what they do inside the workplace. Purpose is where our genius lies, where we have inspiration to do great things. And there's nothing more beneficial to a business than letting someone do great things toward the bottom line. In short, encouraging health in all these areas, encouraging someone to be their very best and even to compete and win as individuals, it can all mean the world to them and to the business. And so there is definitely a substantial I in team. But there's a second I that has to be in place for a team, and that I is integrity. Looking for one's own obvious win at the expense of the company or team is one kind of integrity issue. But in my view, any integrity issue compromises the team because it puts an energy into the world that will ultimately have its backlash. And you never want your team suffering from the poor choices of an individual. Someone wants to bring in more profit for the business, for example and they take a shortcut to do so. They use a cheap part or skip some compliance step, and ultimately you run into legal problems or products breaking down and replacements more than eating up short-term profits and so on. An integrity issue doesn't even need to be connected this directly. You find someone is deliberately misleading about data to try hiding a failure, for instance. If they're willing to do this, what else are they willing to hide, to mislead about? Will they mislead customers as well as leaders in the company on a regular basis? And what problems will that cause? Now, I spoke in the last episode about the need for us to see our role in any relationship that's gone bad. And if someone is misleading to hide a failure, we do need to ask whether we've created a culture of fear where people aren't allowed to fail, where they won't be supported in overcoming a stumbling block. Have we incentivized people to lie? Is this happening frequently because of the culture or is there just one person acting in this way? If you've created an atmosphere of honest communication where people can discuss their different points of view and even their pains and struggles, then you can speak with someone about a perceived integrity issue 
and find out where that's stemming from. You may find that some actions are reasonable from their point of view. Maybe that you've even misunderstood what happened. So we open lines of communication to see what's really going on. If we hold ourselves to strict standards in this regard, then a small issue around integrity may look big to us, but be almost a non-issue to someone else. If you're in a mode of training people to be better, to be their best, you may be able to share your view on why this is a problem and inspire them to a higher level. You have to decide where something can be addressed and where it is beyond fixing. And when it's beyond fixing, you need to address this quickly. Again, this is an instance where someone's actions have already decided they are not part of the team. So you need to formalize that and let them go. Those are poisons that can sweep through a team if not addressed in a timely manner. Still, I strongly believe in seeing all the good we can in someone, in asking them to express that good, in supporting their efforts to grow and succeed. The more we can do this, then any team they're part of will improve as a result. Our goal should be to lead by example with integrity and expressing our own genius, then empowering others to do so. And we only part from those who really aren't ready to express what's best within themselves. I'll leave you with this exercise. A team can be a family, a sports team, a business team, a volunteer group, and so on. You're no doubt part of several teams. Think of at least one person on one of your teams who could be lifted up, who could be more of their genius if given the right support. And ask yourself, what actions could you take to get them moving in that direction? Don't forget yourself in this equation. Where can you step up in integrity or expression of your inner genius? And how can you hold yourself accountable to doing so in order to become a better leader for all the teams you touch? Being an entrepreneur is about action. Being a holistic entrepreneur, one who understands that the good life involves meaning and it involves health just as it involves financial success, being a holistic entrepreneur is also about action and it's about action on more fronts. If it's our goal to have the highest experience of our personal and professional lives, we need to take action seriously. We need to become the best I possible and let that I permeate, inspire, and lift our teams. Till next time, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. You can also join our mailing list to get alerts on our latest episodes and other tips, tools, and news. Learn more and sign up at heartbodybusiness.com.